Welcome to 20th Century Boy. My name is Radio Mike. And this is the inside of my mind. Okay, so I gotta be honest for a second about something. I, well, I wanna launch straight into it actually. I bought a Roadcaster, which is a very expensive piece of technology that is basically a portable podcast panel that you can play sound effects from and all that kind of thing. And I'll tell you one thing, this is gonna make the production of this podcast so much easier um, because I'm actually playing everything straight off the Roadcaster. Um, it's right next to me. It has faders. It has like buttons that you can attach audio to. This is not an ad for Roadcaster. I just think this is a marvel in the future of the podcast industry. And it's interesting because that's actually the first time I've like done the podcast opener like live and paneled it out as if I was paneling like a real life radio show. Um, and this just makes it so much easier because I, so far for the first 40 episodes of this podcast, the way I've recorded it is I actually like, I will record the episode raw, like I'll label it as raw audio, which is just me talking, nothing else, nothing else happens, right? And then I import that into an audio editing software and then put all the other sound effects that you hear, all the other openers, all the grabs, all the, even like stuff like this, like these sound effects for like the mic points, all of that I'd have to manually do every single time and it was just getting so frustrating. And the editing product, pro, sorry, the editing um, process for this podcast could take up to like, it could take hours. It was taking so much time, but now literally at the press of a button, I can do all of this stuff and it is actually cool. So like I can just press any sound effects. So like I can do, oh, there's Harry Potter and the boys. And then I can stop it straight away. Yes. We'll get to that later. Um, rhyme crime. They're all, they're all on this button board and it is so, so awesome. And I decided, like, I was thinking about getting it for a while and now I realize I've just made the best choice because I can even make phone calls from it. I can basically just call anyone, right? From my phone, Bluetooth, and they'll be on the podcast. For example, I'm just going to call my mate Angus. Just, I'm just going to call Angus. I'm going to put him on the podcast. I'm going to surprise him and we're just going to see what happens. All right, let's just dial him up. I've not, I've not planned this. I just want to see if he picks up. Hello. Hey, is that Angus? Uh, Your phone's breaking up, man. Yeah, sorry, dude. I'm in the country, so it's going to go stand on a tree stamp. Ah, so you're in, the com- you're in the country and reception's really bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, uh, well, I was, I'm actually recording my podcast right now, man. Ah, oh, no worries. And I just is want... There reception? There's reception here, but, well, I was just saying to all the listeners that I've bought a roadcaster and I can call people from my phone to straight in to record. And you've probably given <laughs> us the worst example of that at play. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. I'm never going to be on the podcast again. Is it okay if I p- keep this in the podcast, even though it yeah. fucking sucked, <laughs> man? Sorry about that. Yeah, story of my life. Hey? All right. uh, yeah, no worries. Go for it. All right. See you later, mate. Thanks for nothing. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Dad. 
All right, well, that was a fucking waste of time, but it is supposed to work. Angus just happens to be in the country, and that was unplanned. But welcome to the Radio Family, Radio Angus, and take no mic points for that uh, contribution. I'll still play the sound effect, but it's that kind of stuff that in the past I'd had to drive all the way to my work and use the work thing to do any of the phone call stuff and then integrate it back into the previously recorded stuff. So, like, the ease of that, I can't believe I've just done a phone call on the podcast without... Like I'm on Bluetooth from my phone to this thing. It is amazing. I can literally play any audio from my phone and yeah, it's, it's just great. Any audio from my laptop, man, it's just going to make this whole thing so much easier. And I wouldn't have bought it if like the listenership to this podcast wasn't like so strong and so many people interact with me and I, I love doing this podcast and I love that people are into it and like listening to it and stuff like that. So yeah, it's, I want to make this podcast easier to make, but also hopefully better and more efficient and just better to listen to. And that's why I wanted to buy it. So yeah, thank you all for your support as normal. And remember to get in touch with the show at any time because you guys build the show. Uh, We build the show around you. Speaking of, a few of you wrote in to me this week and uh, I've got an admission to make. This week, for the very first time in my entire life, I called a radio station. And I, I just had to, I got in the car and the phone topic was the topic that I was born to call into. I had to call into it um, because I've waited for this phone topic for so long and it just happened. And it happened to be the Collective Noun radio show. Collective Noun are two comedians from Brisbane, I believe, uh, Zach Manda and Dom Faye. They're really funny guys. I actually used to have to panel their show from Melbourne, like locally to Melbourne. Back when I first started at radio at Fox FM, I would be paneling Collective Noun till like 1am or whenever their show finishes. Really, really funny guys. And I got in the car. Well, first of all, Radio Amy Pastor, welcome to the radio family. Man, that's so easy. And take 10 10 mic points for your contribution. But Radio Amy Pastor uh, DM'd me and said, Hey, Radio Mike, I heard you on Collective Noun calling up the other night. It was so cool to hear you and... It was so cool to hear you on and talking with Zach and Dom. Got to hear two of my favourite content creators cross over. And that's awesome to hear. So thank you very much, Radio Amy Pasta. So basically, I got in the car and they were talking about Frankie Muniz, who is the guy from Malcolm in the Middle, Agent Cody Banks, Big Fat Liar, a child star who was monumental in my childhood era. Anyway, they put out a call out on 131060. Are you a part of the Frankie Muniz fan club? Do you love Frankie Muniz? And I called up, and this is what happened. 131060, welcome to the first official meeting of the Frankie Muniz fan club. Join in if you'd like. Now, your fan club has only gained one new member, Dom. What do you mean? Well, we only have Mike from Melbourne. I'm hoping more people might call up in the next few minutes. <laughs> I mean, I didn't want you to... That's why I kept saying 131060. <laughs> You've just revealed my cards. I was hoping we might get some more calls. Mike, welcome yes. to the fan club. Thank you so much for having me. Frankie Muniz is the best actor in the whole world. What's your favourite Frankie role? Uh, it'd have to be either Cody Banks from Agent Cody Banks mm. or um, Malcolm from Malcolm in the Middle, the yeah. two titular roles, I think. It's interesting, Mike. You're not a big fan of Big Fat Liar. Oh. I love Big Fat Liar. I just preferred, like, the James Bond spoof kind of vibe of Agent Cody Banks when I was a kid. Was he a believable agent in your mind, Mike? Uh, yeah, I thought he was really good. But, you know, the thing about Frankie Muniz is Tell he's us. the only child celebrity who didn't go, like, off the rails. That's and he true. had a really, like, good career in race car driving and as a drummer in a band after his acting career. 
How do you know so much about Frankie Muniz? <laughs> this, are you, are you, I'm his biggest fan. So that all happened, and like all of that's true, by the way. Frankie Muniz has a really cool life. He went on to like drum in a band. He was a he was a race car driver who like won racing competitions. He's a really cool guy. Um, he's I don't know. I just always thought he was really cool, and he didn't really go off the rails compared to like Amanda Bynes and like Lindsay Lohan and stuff. He was always pretty quiet and put together. I felt. Um, which is awesome. But anyway, the funny part about that was um, Radio Josh Kempton, and welcome to the Radio Family Radio, Josh Kempton, take 50 mic points. No, not 50. This isn't worth 50. Take 10 mic points for this. He said, can't help but feel you and Mike from Melbourne who just called up Collective Down and talked about Frankie Muniz's racing career sound awfully similar. Um, and I said, yeah, that was me. And the funny part was I was actually trying to, I, I remember when I called and I was on hold and then the guy, the producer picked up Um I was like, oh, say a fake name, say a fake name. And I was meant to be like Damo or Damien or something like that. But then I was just like, yeah, I'm Mike. And he just put me in his mic. And then Zach from uh, Zach from Collective Now, and welcome to the Radio Family Radio, Zach actually messaged me and said, oh, I thought I recognised that voice. Thanks for calling in. Take 10 mic points, Zach. Thanks for doing a great show. So check them out. They're on, uh, I think, 11 till 1 a.m., 11 p.m. till 1 a.m. on weeknights. But it might differ depending where you are in Australia or if you're in Australia. Um, But moving along, I'd love to continue what we've been doing for the last few weeks with a very special member of the listenership of the show, the best friend of the show. His name's Radio Nacho Cheese and he writes to us every week. Sorry, he doesn't write to us. He voicemails in on the official phone number of the podcast, 1-800-GET-FUCKED, 1-800-353, no, 1-800-4, Someone figure out what it is and remind me. I think it's, wait, it's 438-353. Yeah, 1-800-438-353. Anyway, Radio Nacho Cheese voicemails us in every day. Feel free to leave a voicemail and time off as well. Radio Nacho Cheese started the trend of timing off where he says the time and the date each time he writes in. Uh, Radio Nacho Cheese, let's do this, man. Sorry. Sorry, I just played the rhyme crime sting. We're actually doing... the buttons aren't labelled, so I have to just remember where everything is. Let's do one of these. Yeah, g'day, everyone. It's uh, Radio Nacho Cheese here. G'day, Radio Mike. It's uh, Radio Nacho Cheese here again. Radio Nacho Cheese here again. Radio Nacho Cheese here. He's Radio Nacho Cheese, and this is his weekly update. Yeah, it is. And Radio Nacho Cheese has followed through with the goods again. Uh, this week. Really appreciating it. First of all, though, recapping on last week, I asked you guys to write in about what you thought Radio Nacho Cheese's job was, because we want to slowly unpack the identity of Radio Nacho Cheese. Who is he? What does he do? What is he like? You know, what we want to know about him, but we don't want him to give it all away because he's a bit of an enigma on the show. But one of you uh, did send a voicemail to 1-800-GET-FUCKED and left this message and please put, please uh, announce time off and name off. Say your name. Hey, it's Radio Damo and it's two o'clock on a Tuesday. And this is what I have to say because this person didn't leave their name. So I can only refer to them as Radio Anon. Uh, welcome to the Radio Family, Radio Anon. Uh, and uh, take 10 mic points for this. Oh, I just realized there's this weird issue now with the... Because... I fade down the the this, right? I fade down the backing track for this, but then if it's too low, you can't hear the welcome to the radio family sound effects. I have to fade it back up. Now you can kind of hear it. Anyway, not really an issue, only something probably I'd realise. 
But anyway, this is what Radio Anon had to say about Radio Nacho Cheese this week. Hey, Radio Mike. I think that Radio Nacho Cheese is actually an Arnott-shaped flavour biscuit, and uh, he has actually got no career. Yeah, and that's a really interesting perspective because there certainly is a nacho cheese flavour of Arnott shapes. And I think it is really logical to think that Radio Nacho Cheese is like the spiritual or physical embodiment of that flavour of shapes. But I think what you're missing, Radio Anon, is that shapes can't actually speak or operate machinery or technology like phones. So I actually think you're wrong, but we're a family. You're all entitled to your opinions, and I we can disagree, Radio Anon. We can disagree. Anyway, this is what Radio Nacho Cheese had to say this week. Nacho, Mr. Cheese, take it away, mate. Yeah, hello, everyone. It's uh, Radio Nacho Cheese here. G'day to Radio Mike and the family. Hope everyone's well. It's currently 7.28am on Monday, the 28th of August. As some of you may know, Radio Mike requested a joke this morning. Not really my style, but here it goes. All right, so here's a little story about Mr. and Mrs. Zhang. They are originally from China, but they've migrated to Australia and decided to open a Chinese restaurant. The two of them worked very hard and tirelessly, seven days a week for hours on end. Finally, after years of working every day, they decided to go out for some drinks one night after closing the shop. They had a lovely evening and stumbled back to their shop slash home at what was close to 2am. They hopped in bed and gave each other a kiss and a cuddle. Mrs. Zhang then turned to Mr. Zhang and said, is there anything else that could make this night better? Mr. Zhang responded, well, of course, some 69 would top it all off. <laughs> Mrs. Zhang confused, responds, what? You want some Mongolian beef stir fry at 2am? <laughs> Thanks, guys. Have a great week. I love you all. Bye, guys. <laughs> okay, so many things, uh, so many conflicting thoughts about this Radio Nacho Cheese. First of all, I think you said it was August 28th. So... <laughs> Maybe in post I'll put in another grab because I'm pretty sure you said it was August 28th. Monday, the 28th of August. So, maybe Radio Nacho Cheese is a time traveller. Like, maybe he's actively travelling through time and leave, and, and that's his slip-up. That's a possibility. He could be Doctor Who. It's a, it's, it is a possibility that Radio Nacho Cheese is a time traveller because he did say it was August 28th. It is October 28th, so I think he may... He, it's possible also that he just got nervous and screwed the date up, but we can't be... We cannot be sure. As far as the joke went, yeah, not too bad. Reasonably unexpected ending, but yeah, pretty good. Uh, so thank you so much, Radio Nacho Cheese. I really appreciate that. Anyway, thanks again, Radio Nacho Cheese. Next week, I'd love for you to give us a riddle, like some kind of riddle that we can all work together to solve the week after. Just keep giving us little puzzles, jokes, that kind of thing. So yeah. Other than, like, buying the Roadcaster, guys, I've still been reasonably busy. I'm also, like, now um, anchoring a show on Sunday nights on the Hit Network, which is cool. Um, anchoring is, like, pulling all the show together, like, back announcing the songs, and it's a completely new skill, and it's really commercial. And, like, I feel like a lot of my content is kind of poking fun of commercial radio tropes and commercial TV tropes and just, like, you know, blatantly disrespecting them. But... I don't know. I, I kind of enjoy it. It's a good new skill to have. I'll give you an example of me anchoring from the other night. You don't own me. 
This is the Sunday Experiment right across the hit network with Maritza and Ryan. And we're asking you guys on 13, 12, 16, when did a prank go wrong? An Irishman recorded a message at his own funeral of him trying to escape the coffin, but he was actually dead, wasn't he, he Maritza? He was dead <laughs> and he was speaking from the grave. Yes, and that freaked a lot of people out. So when did a prank go wrong? Let us know, 13, 12, 16. We'll take your calls straight after Havana Brown all day. This is the Sunday Experiment on the Hit Network. So it's that kind of thing. And yeah, again, really commercialised voice. Like, I never speak like that. I'm always really, like, low-key and kind of sarcastic. But that you kind of have to put it on. And I, yeah, it's a, it's a good new skill to have. Quick one from Radio Simone. Radio Simone, welcome to the radio family. Oh, I'll just do that again with the fader up properly. Still getting used to the new processes here. Radio Simone Louise, take 30 mic points for this. This was great. She said, hey, Radio Mike, I've just gotten into your podcast from being recommended it by a friend. Thanks, guys. Always recommend it to your friends. That's always great. Uh, to hear. And there's so many new people who have come on board recently, which is awesome. It's great to have like new people messaging me about episodes that happened ages ago. Uh, seriously, this podcast speaks to me on so many levels. Green Day, Simpsons, gaming, the list goes on. Don't even get me started on Harry Potter and the boys. What's your favorite Green Day album of song? Uh, what's your favorite Green Day album and song? Uh, thanks, Simone. And I gave her a few answers, including Macy's Day Parade, What's Her Name, Give Me Novocaine, and Longview. But I also uh, gave her the song American Eulogy, which is a really, really good song from 21st Century Breakdown, the album by Green Day. And it's a really cool track where Mike Dirt, who's the bassist in the band, who sometimes very rarely sings because Billy Joe Armstrong generally does all the vocals, but he has this really cool verse in this song that I absolutely love, and his voice is so punk and so cool. Um, Here's a bit of it. So yeah, I really like that one, Radio Simone, and uh, Radio Simone also replied saying that hers are what's-her-name, Jesus of Suburbia, Basket Case, Homecoming or anything on American Idiot. Not as much a fan of their newer style, though, but can't articulate why. Uh, and that's awesome. Also in um, American Eulogy, it's really cool because I really like songs that have, like, harmonies that kind of the instrumentals fade out at the end and just leave the vocals. I find that really cool. And, and American Eulogy has that at the end um, with this part. And I just think that that song is really cool because a lot of that album is sort of about adjusting to like, I don't know, just adjusting to the 21st century and dealing with a lot of the, you know, issues of like technology and, you know, I mean, I think the quote from Mike Dirt in those lyrics where I don't, I don't give a shit about the modern age and like, you know, rebelling against the modern age. And I really, really like that song. The song Feeling This by Blink-182 is another one of my favourite songs and it has the same harmony effect where the, the instrumental fades out but the harmonies still go and you hear them really clearly at this part. I just think it's this like incredible reflection on how cool human vocals and singing 
are. Like, it's just, I don't know, that just sounds so glorious to me in a way. So much to get through today, guys. And I just wanted to introduce, as usual, uh, my three best buddies in here, Intern Mike, Editor Mike, and Siggy Mike. We're all getting ready for Editor Mike's wedding at the end of the year on December 19th. Book it into your calendars. Send him a gift as well. Uh, He's marrying Siri, the robot voice assistant from iPhones. Editor Mike, how's it all going? We're we're getting ready for your Bucks party next week that Siggy Mike's organising. Yeah, Mike, it's uh, all looking good, mate. Getting pretty excited about uh, the wedding, you know, just uh, can't wait to see my beautiful Siri walk down the aisle. She's great. And are you excited for the Bucks Party Siggy Mike's organising? It's a stripper and Mario Kart themed uh, Bucks Party. Yeah, no, it should be a, a really new experience that I'm really looking forward to. So that should be really good. Siggy Mike, how's the preparations going? We're doing it this weekend and then we're going to talk about it next week. How are you feeling about that? Yeah, no, it's fucking, oh, it's all ready to go. I've got Mario Kart 64, Mario Kart Double Dash, Mario Kart Wii, Mario Kart 7 for the Nintendo 3DS. So bring your own 3DS and Mario Kart 8 and oh, for the Wii U and Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. And then I've got two strippers as well, so it'd just be a lot of fun, you know, just like boy stuff, guys hanging out, I've got some sickies as usual, so it's just going to be fucking sick, get ready for it, meet me out on Saturday night, I'll meet you there, I'll take you to where we're going, and I'll just organise it all, Damo's coming from down the road, it's going to be fucking sick. Yeah, and none of Editor Mike's friends are coming except for us, it's all your friends and us, no, none of Editor Mike's friends outside of this show. Yeah, no, I just didn't think it was worth having them along, I think we'll all have a good time with the boys anyway, so it doesn't matter. Great, intern Mike, one bone to pick from you. Yeah, what is it? Uh, Radio Uncle Johnny has sent a voicemail this week, and a few people have pointed this out, but I have been ignoring it to save you the embarrassment. Oh, uh, is this about my crocodile pyjamas? My pyjamas that just have crocodiles on them? Um, because, like, I'd never wear them anymore. They're embarrassing. No, I didn't know about that. Uh, Radio Uncle Johnny, uh, welcome to the radio family. Take 20 mic points for calling the show, and... You're certainly not my Uncle Johnny, so I don't know whose uncle you are, but you do refer to yourself as Uncle Johnny. And he had this to say, and intern Mike, and I think he mentions you out of the mic. G'day, Radio Mike. <clears throat> uh, Radio Uncle Johnny here. Just a message for everyone. Intern Mike, I was looking on Instagram the other day and I saw you liked Pornhub. You follow Pornhub on Instagram? Just wanting an explanation, possibly. Editor Mike, congratulations on the wedding. Hope it goes well. Thirdly, Siggy Mike. I'm out here having a Siggy. Just hoping that one day we can go to the pub, have a few skewies, round on the pokies. My shout. Thanks, Radio Mike. This has been Uncle Johnny, signing out. Is that your uncle, intern Mike? No, I don't, I don't have an uncle, but um, like I can explain myself if you want. Yeah, so why do you follow Pornhub on Instagram, man? That's super weird. Like, no, does anyone else follow Pornhub? No, I certainly don't, uh, but can I say thank you very much, uh, Radio Uncle Johnny, for uh, the message about my wedding. That's great. Uh, can't wait to, uh, you know, share the photos with you. And intern Mike, so what, what is your excuse? Well, it's actually like my, it was, I had to follow Pornhub because I was doing an assignment at school for science. What was the assignment? Uh, just, um, it was just an assignment I had to follow Pornhub for. But what was it on and what subject? Maths. And what was it for? We had to figure out the diameter of a lady's boobs. You had to find out the diameter of a lady's boobs. Uh, yeah, sort of. So I had to watch like heaps of videos, but I hate it. Like I didn't even want to. I actually hated it. It sucked. Um, 
Okay, intern Mike. Siggy Mike, are you going to go have a Siggy with Uncle Johnny sometime? He said it's on him. Oh, yeah, fuck him. That might be my Uncle Johnny. I've got two Uncle Johnnies, so uh, could be could be mine, but I reckon everyone's got an Uncle Johnny. Do you have an Uncle Johnny, Mike? No, I don't have an Uncle Johnny. Oh, well, there you go. Just proved my fucking point wrong. Jesus Christ, embarrassing me every fucking week on the podcast, and I'm playing a fucking Bucks party for you. Um, all right, mate. Um, moving on. <laughs> Basically... A guy called 1-800-GET-FUCKED, and it's a number I don't recognise, and I guess we kind of have to follow this up, because I'm sure it's going to pique all of your interest. Take a listen to what another Radio Anon, and welcome to the radio family, this Radio Anon, take 10 mic points, uh, take a look at what he had to say. Hi, I was just wanting to book in an appointment, if you could give me a call back, uh, my number is 04 hoping to get in in the next couple of days. Thanks, bye. Don't know who this is, but I just figured, like, either he's, like, joking around and just pretending he wants to book an appointment with 1-800-GET-FUCKED, or he's just someone really confused. So, I don't know. I just thought... I just thought I'll dial it in with my new roadcaster and just see what happens. Um, so, Editor the mic, can you punch that number in now? Yeah, sure, Mike. I'll just uh, dial it now, and uh, it should be ringing any second now. All right. I can't hear you. Oh, there we are. All right, let's see who answers. Hmm. It's going to be weird. Like, how do I approach it? Do I just say, like, I know you wanted to book an appointment? It's not really picking up yet either. Hi, you've reached Josh. Sorry, I can't take your call right now. Please leave a message after the tone, and I'll get back to you as soon as possible. Hey, Josh, this is Mike. You left a voicemail on our phone number wanting to book an appointment. Uh, I just thought I'd give you a call back because I've just heard it now and we never got back to you. Uh, Let me know what you need. Thank you very much. Bye. I'll just see if he gets back to us. (laughs) I have no idea who that is. Okay, time for like the pop culture segment of this week's podcast because I want to talk about this fucking awesome movie that I saw on the weekend, which was uh, Joker. And this movie's super, super intense and crazy. And I don't like, I don't know too much about Batman. Like I'm not super into Batman. Actually, I think he's a really lame superhero because he doesn't actually have superpowers, but I've always thought that. And then when I saw this movie, I started thinking like the way they've made it and the way they've shown, like the Joker doesn't have superpowers either. But the way they showed the transformation of this um, this mentally ill man into the Joker, a ruthless killer, and they, you know, weave in... Oh, maybe I won't spoil it. Oh, I'll spoil it. It's been out for ages. They weave in, like, the origin story of Batman into it very loosely so we're not treading old ground. Do you know what I mean? I just thought it was really cool. And that... You know, the bit where he finally actually becomes the Joker and he puts that familiar makeup on is so intense. And it's just such an, I don't know, such a really confronting movie. It's not a horror movie, but it, it's kind of scary. And it, it's really weirdly paced and the way that, like, I don't know, the way that the main character, who is played by Joaquin Phoenix, interacts with other people is... Uh, really fascinating to watch um, because you can really sympathize with this character, I suppose. Like you can see all of the 
bad shit that's happened in his life and you feel terrible for him. There's a part that happens at the very start where he gets bashed in an alleyway and you just feel awful that this like poor man has just been, you know, taken advantage of and just left to die basically. And how you always have to wonder how he feels about all that. You know, I, I, I don't know. I'm a, I feel like I'm really empathetic and I just felt so sorry for this guy for what's happened to him and you find out that he was actually like you know severely abused as a child which of course is absolutely horrible as well there was one part where the song send in the clowns starts playing and i just couldn't stop laughing because it just reminded me of this moment from the simpsons send in the clowns those daffy laffy clowns Send in those soulful and doleful schmotes by the bowlful clowns. Send in the clowns. because always learning in this life like i i guess for whatever ignorant reason i never realized that was a real song in the simpsons so i was just like why are they playing this song from the simpsons in this joker movie and i also just love uh crusty's blatant like disrespect of sideshow mel like like this whole episode is about Krusty's comeback and, you know, who's going to show up and is he getting these big celebrities and, you know, Sideshow Mel shows up unexpectedly and, and sings this line, they're already here. And then they embrace and he goes, I love you, Krusty. And Krusty just goes quiet. Like, you're embarrassing me. It's like, he, like Sideshow Mel's doing him a favour and Krusty can't even be like, oh, I love you too, man. Oh man, bloody men. Yeah, I don't know. The way this movie represented mental health was really, really crazy. Like mental illness, I should say. And the way it just handled... It, 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 like anyone could watch this movie. You you don't have to know any anything about Batman to watch and enjoy and be captivated by this character. Um, because this, you know... This almost has nothing to do with Batman in the sense that, like, you could just have no familiarity with Batman or the Joker, um, which I largely don't. Like, I've seen... Well, I guess I do. I've seen The Dark Knight. I've seen... Like, I've read some of the comics. But, like, all in all, these could be just completely new characters in a completely new film. And it, it's really, really incredible. Obviously, like, I don't know, like, Heath Ledger's Joker was, was great in The Dark Knight. But, yeah, Joaquin Phoenix was just... I don't know, he communicates so much emotion in this character, in this role, and it was just, I just thought it was absolutely incredible. Have you seen it? Let me know on all of the social pipes. Uh, I would love to know. Hey, now we actually do have to do quickly one of these. Well, it's not officially one of these. It's a retort uh, about one of these. So let's do one of these. Radio Mike's Rhyme Crime. Okay, so Rhyme Crime is this segment we do on this show where we call out rhymes, and to be honest, it's actually caused more issues than it's solved in the first place. It is just, 
We've had so many issues with disputed rhyme crimes and Radio Brody, uh, welcome again to the Radio Family, Radio Brody. Have another 10 mic points because you're a loyal listener of the show. But we always get these issues where people just can't agree. And the one that's throwing a lot of us up is Eminem's one. Uh, Eminem's The Way I Am, in which he rhymes, I am whatever you say I am. If I wasn't, then why would I say I am? Say I am and say I am are a rhyme. And as Radio Adam, I believe, called in yesterday, welcome again to the Radio Family, Radio Adam. Take another 10 mic points. Radio Adam said yesterday, last yesterday, last week, uh, that he does believe this is a rhyme crime. Uh, whereas Radio Brody reckoned it was just repetition. Radio Brody sent me an email during the week and this is what he said. Hey Radio Mike, after recently hearing Radio Adam's inquiry on Eminem's rhyme crime, I have some, I've come to set things right again. I agree with Radio Adam's suggestion that, ly- that the lyrics I am whatever I say I am and if I wasn't then why would I say I am don't fit under Brody's law. However, in my opinion, it is still not a rhyme crime. If we look back at a prior rhyme crime suggested by Radio Jabe, welcome to the radio family again, Radio Jabe, in which he suggested me being rhymed with me in Post Malone's song, Die For Me, it was agreed not a rhyme crime as it was repetition. This is another repetition in play here. Eminem has plenty of rhymes in the song. You just need to listen to the song to find one of many rhymes, such as rhyming admired with fired and admiration with station. With that in mind, it's obvious that Eminem wasn't trying to rhyme in this case and was only aiming to use repetition. Because why would a person with the ability to rhyme that easily commit an unneeded rhyme crime in a song already full of rhymes? I commend Radio Adam on his research and work as he has raised a good point and we as a podcast community need to also start realising the difference between a blatant rhyme crime and the use of repetition because there's still plenty of rhyme crimes out there going unpunished but repetition isn't a rhyme crime and no one deserves to be punished for that because if we start punishing people for that then the celebrity Cody Simpson should spend the rest of his life in rhyme jail for his song I I I because I I I is repeated too many times. He's a bit of that song. Okay, actually, you know what? That see, Radio Brody, man, I disagree. Like, there's another rhyme crime right there. Like, he goes, you just heard it. I just literally just listened back to it then and I realized he goes. Every uh, every minute, every second, every hour of the day, yeah, 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 yeah. Every hour of the day, yeah, yeah, yeah. Edit the mic. Can we get a slow mo of that, please? See, that is a rhyme crime, and I think it's a rhyme crime because the next one is every time that I'm away. So it's Every hour of the day, yeah, 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 yeah. Every hour of the day, yeah, 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 yeah. Every time that I'm away, that's a rhyme crime. That's not repetition because I feel like for it to pass as repetition, then every rhyme in the stanza would have to be every time that I'm away. Then I'd pay it. See that, and that's the same with Eminem. He changes it on different parts of the stanza rhyme crop, Brody. That's why it's not repetition. It's only repetition if every rhyme is that then it's clear. But if it's not every rhyme, to me, that's a rhyme crime. Cody Simpson, that's a fucking disgraceful rhyme crime, mate. You disgust me. Nah, you're all right. But okay, so I I must say I'm still on Radio Adam's side with this specific example, Rhyme Cop Brody, because I just think 
I am whatever I say I am. And if I wasn't, then why would I say I am? That's not repetition. Like he's not trying for repetition. I think he was just trying to sneak in a cheeky rhyme crime. Um, and I think like, maybe I'll try and come up next week. Okay. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to put it to the listeners in the Facebook group, facebook.com slash group slash 20th century boy. Uh, I might even do an Instagram poll if I can figure out a way to communicate the information enough. He- here it is, by the way. Here's an example of what we're talking about if I didn't put one in earlier. And that's exactly what I mean, uh, Rhyme Crop Brody, because... If he wasn't doing a rhyme crime, he would have, if he was doing repetition, he would have done all of them as say I am, but he only did two of the four of the stanza as say I am. So it's not repetition because if it was, he would have done all of them like that. That That's my thoughts. Is it a rhyme crime or is it repetition? It doesn't fit under Brody's law. Is it a rhyme crime or is it repetition? Let me know any of the socials or in the poll in the Facebook group or anywhere you see the poll. Otherwise, I think we got to get Radio Brody and Radio Adam on together to debate because uh, I can't see this reaching a resolution and I I don't want to be the one. We're a family and I don't want to be the one to make the call. It's, it's really hard, but I'm tending to lean with Radio Adam on this one. Um, that's just how I'm feeling. But, you know, if you've got to... If, you, if any of you can think of an adequate alternative for I am whatever you say I am, right... But if I wasn't, then why would I say I am? An adequate alternative that still makes sense in the context of the song, then I believe we have a rhyme crime on our hands. For example, you might argue that Eminem could have quite easily just rapped, you know, I am whatever you say I am. Even when I was watching a play, I am. Because like maybe he was watching a play and he still, you know, like that's not, that's a bad example. But send in your, your fixed version of this you know, if you can think of a better version of that line that still rhymes but isn't a repeated rhyme, then I think that proves that it's a rhyme crime, in my opinion. So send them in, record yourself saying them, just wrap them on 1-800-GET-FUCKED if you want. Because if there are alternatives, but Eminem has decided to go for the double, it means he was being lazy and couldn't think of another rhyme at that point. Anyway, that's just how I feel. We don't have time for this this week because we need to do one of these bad boys. Harry Potter and the Boys, a live reading. By Radio Mike. You're a wizard, Harry. I'm a what? Snape. Harry Potter and the Boys, it's my Harry Potter fan fiction that I wrote when I was in year seven at high school. I can't believe where people love this book so much. It's a very self-referential book. The characters are self-aware of the fact that they're in a book. And Radio Christina with a K wrote in this week. Welcome to the Radio Family, Radio Christina with a K. And have another ten my points. You're doing pretty well. Surely you're on your way to become a radio superstar soon. She says, I would love for Harry Potter and the boys' readings to be a bit longer. It always feels like it's over too quickly. And she also made a comment about The Masked Singer because we talked about it last week. She said, The Masked Singer was so ridiculous but was great to watch because Lindsay Lohan had no idea what was going on. I know every celebrity that was unmasked, Lindsay Lohan, it's like, oh, it's fucking Georgie from The Project. And Lindsay Lohan's like, I don't know who this is because I don't live in this country. Anyway. Harry Potter and the boys, we're up to a chapter called Five Billion and One, where all of the boys are about to embark on work experience of some sort. Uh, It's careers week at Hogwarts and uh, Michael and another character, Tom, have just pulled out 
their careers week job assignment, which is to be in Hagrid's band. And we pick up right where we left off. 5pm came and the boys made their way to Hagrid's hut. Now, said Hagrid, you will be, be, you will be playing the electric guitar, Michael, and Tom will be on the drum. Sorry, I'm not even speaking in a Hagrid. Now, you will be playing in the electric guitar, Michael, and Tom will be playing on the drums. <laughs> That's an old Texan dude. It's not, I don't even know who that was. Hagrid made Michael and Tom play for over five hours. It was about 10.30 a.m. Okay, so that's not... That was definitely over five hours. That's over 12 hours. It was about 10.30 a.m. when he finally let them go. But the boys were happy. Tomorrow was Christmas. Night came and morning came. (laughs) Christmas. (laughs) All six of the boys ran downstairs. Altogether... They got 5,000 galleons, which they put straight into Gringotts. Wait, what? They got 5,000 galleons, which they put straight into Gringotts. Rob got a remote control acromantula from the boys and a bucket of dung from Hagrid. So this is just all their gifts. A remote control acromantula, which is like that big spider that Aragog was in Chamber of Secrets. He got a remote control one of those. Is it to scale? Because that'd be fucked. Um, and a bucket of dung. So Hagrid literally gave him a bucket of his own shit, which is completely fucked and possibly a, a thing that could get him fired. Uh, <laughs> Michael got a book called The Best Seekers of the 21st Century. So he's got an Quidditch book from the boys and a guitar pick made out of chicken bones from Hagrid. Sam and Tom got two... We're just literally listing these guys' fucking Christmas presents. Sam and Tom got two state-of-the-art knives from the boys and a wizard's chess set each from their parents. Luke got a Weird Sisters CD. Weird Sisters is that band that performs at the Yule Ball. And a poster of Hagrid from Hagrid. Hagrid. (laughs) Oh, God. Hagrid got him a poster of himself. Poser of Hagrid from Hagrid. And Lockie got a pet spider monkey called Sponk from the boys and a spider monkey feeding set from Hagrid. That's actually the end of that chapter. That was like a three-page chapter. Nothing really happened. So let's keep reading because uh, Radio Christina with a K. And a lot of you want the Harry Potter and the boys sessions to be longer. Uh, Chapter 18, the ninth ill-fated measure. Oh, shit. Because in a previous chapter, they were getting these notes called ill-fated measures that were like... um, signs that someone was going to die at nine. I think at nine. So this is the one. I wonder who's going to die. All right, here we go. Yum, yum, said Derek. His job for the careers week was the toilet cleaner. (laughs) Yum, yum, said Derek. His job was a toilet cleaner. (laughs) This book is so full of uh, potty humor, like shit humor, because I was in literally year seven when I wrote it. Um, As soon as he had opened his Christmas present, which was a plunger... (laughs) He ran off to the toilets to use it. Can you imagine it? That's Christmas. Oh boy, a plunger. I can't wait to go plunge shit out of a toilet this Christmas. Fucking hell, that sucks. Poor kid. Uh, He also got an alarm watch kind of thing from Mr. Charger. As the teachers inspected the toilets, they thought they, though that Derek was doing an excellent job, they thought it should be. The only thing was... Derek thought the plunger was some sort of plate and, well, he was eating everything that he found in the toilet. That's fucking makes me feel sick. What a fucking idiot. Uh, we'll read a little bit more. 
beep, beep, beep. Derek's alarm clock watch kind of thing went off and it was time for him to stop work. As he walked down the corridor towards the expelled common room, he met up with the boys. You should try some poo. (laughs) He said. (laughs) The boys walked into the bathroom and on the wall written in poo was Derek was here. And was is spelt W-O-Z. Ew, I'm going to be sick, said Luke as he ran into one of the cubicles. <laughs> All right, let's leave it there for this week. Uh, guys, super, super fun episode this week. Thank you so much for being here. Um, I think I mentioned it last week, but I'll put a little grab in from the Uncommon podcast, which I did with Jordan Michaelides and with Jack about the band, which was absolutely awesome. Thanks again to everyone who's still getting around the album. Awesome. Really, really love that. Uh, you can find me on Instagram, instagram.com slash radio mic. Uh, sorry, radio.mic. It's Radio Mike on Twitter, radiomikepod at gmail.com. Send an email anytime, 1-800-GET-FUCK. Leave a voicemail. Loving how many people are contributing voicemails, guys. It's absolutely awesome. Um, What else is there? I don't think there's much more. Next week is the Bucks party. Uh, Siggy Mike, uh, really looking forward to playing some Mario Kart. Yeah, don't forget the stupers. Yeah, I'm not really into that. Okay. Intern Mike, good luck with the diameter assignment. Yeah, no, like I, I should be able to get it done, but I'll probably have to watch like another 10 videos or something before I can get it done. Well, why do you have to watch like, if you just have to find the diameter of one person's boobs, wouldn't you just have to watch one video? No, you have to have like at least 600 different diameters. So, you know, that's at least 300 videos. Right, okay. Uh, Out of the mic, hope everything's good at home with Siri. Yeah, no, things are going great. I just can't wait for the December the 19th for our lovely, lovely wedding where absolutely nothing can go wrong. That's great, out of the mic. Guys, my name is Radio Mike. This podcast has been the inside of my mind. Catch you later. Bye-bye.